What's up, guys? Welcome to the Wheelchair Pulpit Podcast. Hope everyone is having a great day so far. And this episode, I am going to share my thoughts on the uh, movie The Essential Church and what I thought about it and how it impacted my view on the government and the church during the pandemic. I'm also going to give my predictions on this Saturday's WWE pay-per-view SummerSlam. And then I'm going to get into the Tennessee Volunteers' 2023 football schedule. But before I do that, let me open up this episode in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for this podcast and give me the ability to do it. And Jesus name I pray. Amen. So this past Saturday, uh, a group of us from the church that I go to went and saw the movie The Essential Church. And it pretty much was about not trying to put any spoil spoilers on it. But it was pretty much about uh, the government versus the church during the uh, 2020 pandemic area uh, when everything was uh, shut down because of the quarantine requirements and um, the government trying to crack down on not spreading the uh, coronavirus and it just showed in my opinion how much the government does not care uh, about our constitutional rights uh, I, u- I really don't use this uh, podcast to share my political views but I felt like this was necessary just because it just it's unfortunate and it's disheartening how the government picks and chooses what should be opened or not and the fact that they tried so hard to shut down the church and not wanting them to open it up to the public for worship. It's really disheartening and it's really, it angers me during the pandemic uh, from what I didn't know. And it was based in the Uh, Grace Life Church in California and in Canada. Um, So for those who uh, haven't heard of it, uh, I highly suggest that you go uh, wherever it's showing and go watch it. Uh, It's about a two-hour documentary and... I highly encourage anybody uh, to go see it and 
um, I'm look and I'm curious for those who go see it to give me your thoughts. Um, but setting aside the uh, political talk, um, I'm going to share my predictions on this Saturday's uh, pro wrestling pay-per-view SummerSlam. Um, and for those who don't know, I am a, a big fan of pro wrestling, uh, specifically the WWE. I've been watching it since my dad and I got into it uh, some time ago. And even though it's not the same as it was when we were watching it, uh, it's still entertaining to watch, uh, especially the different storylines and the different uh, wrestlers that are involved in it. And if you've been watching it, uh, you're well aware that the top storyline uh, for the past few years has been uh, the bloodline story uh, with Roman Reigns and the Usha and the Usos and that's going to continue this Saturday when uh, the Universal World Heavyweight Championship is on the line again against the champ Roman Reigns and his cousin Jay Uso um, and for those who don't know an interesting fact is uh, that they actually are from this area. Uh, they went to Escambia uh, uh, High School, so it's pretty cool to see uh, local uh, people in that uh, spotlight. And uh, if I was the creative team behind um, this storyline, I wouldn't have... Roman Reigns lose the championship uh, I would have an unexpected uh, turn of events maybe a heel turn or um, a betrayal on either side just to make this storyline even more intriguing to watch and see what they do uh, so I have Roman Reigns Retaining the championship. Uh, my The next match that I'm looking forward to is the uh, rubber match between Brock Lesnar and Cody Rhodes. Uh, Cody Rhodes made his return to WWE last year at WrestleMania. Uh, and it's... Um, it's interesting that to see him and uh, him coming back from the company that he started in uh, all all elite wrestling AEW, and um, if you've been watching WWE for some time, you know that Brock Lesnar is uh, the most dominant when he's uh, active. Um, so, I see Brock Lesnar beating uh, Cody Rhodes to end this storyline. 
and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing who will be Cody Rhodes' next uh, opponent. And then the last match that I'm looking forward to is the uh, World Heavyweight Championship between uh, the champ Seth Rollins and Finn Balor. Um, Seth Rollins won the championship at Night of Champions uh, earlier this year, and it seemed like it wasn't that far along uh, ago since he won it, so I don't expect him to lose uh, the championship so quickly. So I have the champ Seth Rollins beating Finn Balor, and I'm also looking forward to seeing who will be the next uh, opponent for the championship. Uh, so now getting into some college football, we are winding down on uh, the summer going into the new season. And if you listened to my last episode, I said that I'm going to go through uh, some SEC teams that uh, I'm just randomly picking to just go through their schedule uh, up until the Florida Gators is uh, opening game against Utah, and I'm going to uh, talk about them last. Uh, but today I'm going to uh, talk about the team that I feel like has the best chance to uh, contend for the SEC East, and that's uh, the Tennessee Volunteers. They open up their season against Austin P. And uh, actually, they open up their season against the University of Virginia. Uh, they play in Nashville, and that's pretty much a home game away from uh, their home field in Knoxville. Uh, and uh, UVA isn't known for their football program. Uh, they're more for their basketball and baseball. Uh, I feel like this game is still going to be entertaining to watch, but being in uh, Nashville, uh, I see a, a hostile crowd of Tennessee fans, and so... Uh, I'm picking Tennessee to uh, open up their season with a win. And then they go uh, back to Knoxville to open up their uh, home game season against Austin P. So that should be an easy win. And then they go to Gainesville to take on the Gators. And that's their first and maybe only toss-up game, uh, just depending on how they play against UVA and how the Gators play against Utah. I would give the edge to Florida just because it's in Gainesville, but if Florida doesn't play well against Utah, then it'll go into Tennessee's favor. So that's either going to be a win or a loss to uh, for their first 
in conference and in division uh, game. And then they play against Texas San Antonio, South Carolina, and Texas A&M for our three-game home stretch. Um, the game against San Texas San Antonio should be an easy win. Uh, South Carolina should be a win. And Texas A&M should be a win. But I wouldn't be surprised if they lose to either South Carolina or Texas A&M, depending on how they play against Florida. Uh, so, if they lose to Florida, they I believe they lose some momentum, and that'll determine whether they fall to South Carolina uh, or Texas A&M, or maybe even both of them. And then they go to their first, true road test against Alabama in Tuscaloosa. I don't think this is a toss-up game. Uh, I believe that this will be a, a loss for Tennessee, just depending on who's, who, who's Alabama's quarterback and how they play. Um, so I see this as a loss for Tennessee. And then they play at Kentucky, um, UConn at home, and at Missouri. Um, Kentucky's no pushover, but since they lost their quarterback, Revis, from the uh, NFL draft, uh, I see a win at Kentucky, a win against UConn, and a win at Missouri. And then they end their in-division uh, season against the defending champion Georgia in Knoxville. I see this as a loss for Tennessee just because of how dominant Georgia has been both uh, in previous years and this year in the recruiting. But... I'm going to wait until this game gets even closer to give my predictions just because of how important and how high of a stake this game is because this will ultimately determine who wins the East and who goes to the SEC Championship game. So again, I'm going to wait until that game comes closer and then they end the season against Vanderbilt, so that should be an easy win. So, I see Tennessee's uh, football season as uh, either a two, th three, or maybe even four uh, game loss. Um, I don't see them going undefeated, um, but they will uh, be eligible for a bowl game. And depending how they play against their in-division games with against Florida, uh, South Carolina, and Kentucky, and how they play against Georgia, they will most likely not take the, e the East uh, title. I think Georgia will uh, win it again and go to the SEC championship game. 
but I don't see them missing out on a bowl game. And so I see Tennessee as a high-profile team to either contend and go against Georgia. But that's all I have for today's episode. If you like listening in, you can listen on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And it, if you like this podcast even more, you can go on the Anchor link and subscribe and donate to this podcast. But that's all I have for today. Let me end this episode in prayer, and I will give my thoughts on the next SEC team I want to go through uh, next week. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. Thank you again for this podcast and give me the ability to do it. And I thank you for this podcast and those you reached out to. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.